1: Good morning, witches. It is January 31st, 2024. It is Wednesday. I am Tanya, and this is the Witch Daily Show. Today's episode is brought to you by the Grimoire Society. So let's get your day going with a little magic. We are talking about time this week, and today we're talking about Lore, the lore of time. Now, we've already kind of established through the history and the magical properties that it is associated with the Fae. So, I'm wondering if we're going to see more of that today. So, this comes to us from a wandering botanist blog, and it's all about time and its folklore. So, humans have liked this scent of time for a very long time uh the oldest report of thyme use is egypt 1550 bce and several species of thyme grow in the hills of greece and the ancient greeks liking the fragrance used thyme freely especially as an important ingredient in incense the name thyme comes from the greek uh which was actually the word for incense which was thyme uh Taimiyama, which was again the word for uh incense and possibly incense burner, so interesting, so when you wonder how a plant got its name, you have to imagine a time when local people recognized the plant but didn't have a word for it, so people could gather and use a specific plant as incense. Long before they had a name for it, likely when someone had to direct a helper to get more of it. And they essentially called it the incense plant. So what about the association with courage? We talked about that yesterday, right? How you could use time for courage. So where did that come from? So maybe that was the plant's name, but I think it's more likely convergence. Tymus sounded like Timos. So of course... You'd want a plant whose name sounded like courage or make a pun as you tucked a sprig into your champion's armor. So certainly the Greeks and cultures after them associated time with courage. Athletes applied time or oil of time to their bodies to enhance their courage. To smell like time was a Greek comment of high praise. So, yeah, it's very interesting. So other groups over time added to the folklore. Christian mythology reported that thyme was in the hay in the manger of the bed of infant Jesus. In late medieval and early modern Europe, wild thyme was one of the plants under the control of fairies. It was therefore dangerous to bring it in the house because it would let fairies in. Um, There isn't a lot of resources in particular to fairy lore. But apparently fairies loved thyme and were attracted to it. And in particular, they would gather and dance upon lawns of wild thyme on Midsummer's Eve. This prospect was wonderful or horrifying, depending on your attitude towards fairies. So I think that's so interesting. Uh, Thyme also contains thymol, which is a pretty effective antiseptic and is said to help um, kill like uh, intestinal worms things like that it said medieval ladies reportedly embroidered a spring of time and a bee into favors they gave their knights i think that's really sweet all right which is moving into some headlines this comes to us from aol that they published this in october of this most recent year so it makes sense so here is something everyone gets wrong about witches, according to a modern-day witch herself. So let's see. Of course, before we go into this, we know it's dependent on witch per witch, right? Um we have to try to keep that in mind. One, witches use spell on other people and use magic to control them. So sure, maybe, but not regularly or often, I would say personally uh let's see they say witches are not smart we actually know that to be incredibly untrue a lot of witches tend to be um really smart as people uh, typically it attracts people who like to research and um cultism in itself tends to attract people who are fascinated by knowledge research and information you can argue that the freemasons were literally created to find information and knowledge so we know that's uh Untrue, three witches have to look a certain way, or you have to give into the commodification of witchcraft to be an actual witch, of course, we know that not to be true. A lot of people you run into who look super witchy are often not, <laughs> and the people who um maybe look the most unassuming are uh typically really powerful witches. Four witches were targeted because they were evil or bad. well, we know that's not true uh, historically. Um, People who are targeted are typically people who are uh, not in political control or religious control. So we know that's not true. Witchcraft and magic are inherently evil. We know that's not true. Um, I will say until the past like seven or something years, there was still a huge stigma against like folk magic, like hoodoo and voodoo. Well, voodoo is not folk magic, but like hoodoo and uh, santeria things like that there was a huge um even among witches misconception that, that was like bad magic but of course we know that comes from hollywood and movies witchcraft is all potions incantations and cauldrons they spelled cauldrons wrong but that's okay um of course we know that's not true i don't even have a cauldron not yet and i don't really carry potions around would i if i could sure uh witches serve the devil we know that's not true that comes uh from the catholic church the inquisition and the european witch trials. so yeah easy peas lemon squeeze we know those are not true shout out all right witches <laughs> i'm throwing this over to our moon correspondent and after this break we will talk more
0: hello to all of my astro friends This is Serendipity, the Chicago Astrologer, coming at you with your daily moon mantra for Wednesday, January 31st. The waning gibbous moon continues to find common ground in Libra today. Here, the moon squares Mercury and Mars. The Mercury-Mars conjunction has been extraordinarily focused on the task at hand, and there has been a willingness to make sacrifices to get there. The moon in Libra asks us to make sure that we're compassionate to those around us as we move towards making our own dreams come true. After all, a rising tide lifts all boats. But we've been so focused on the task at hand, it's been hard to take the surroundings into consideration. Give yourself permission to take your eye off the ball for a while today. Make sure that you take care of those around you as well as yourself. Sometimes the sacrifice of well-being, whether that's our own or others, is too big a sacrifice to make. Your daily moon mantra is, humility is not thinking less of yourself, it's thinking of yourself less. This has been your daily moon mantra with Serendipity, the Chicago astrologer, signing off and reminding you that you are in charge of your own destiny.
1: Revolution of a Witch is a prompt journal made for witches by witches. Do you believe in good versus evil? What three items would be used to summon you? Who has been the most impactful person in your practice? These questions are meant to not only help you think about life from new perspectives, but to elevate your magic as well. Whether you want to write your responses and move on, or use this journal as a jumping off point for future conversations with friends, Evolution of a Witch is a judgment-free space for you to share your thoughts and ideas. Evolution of a Witch by best-selling author Tanya Brown is available for order online at your local bookshop or wherever books are sold. All right, we are back. So we've been talking about Embulk this week. Uh, on Monday, we talked about kind of the history and the deities involved, um, how it was created and how the other deities, how Bridget went from God is Bridget to Saint Bridget. And then yesterday we talked about some of the plans of a lot of our listeners, and something really simple you can do for in bulk. But now I'm going to share a simple solo rituals to celebrate in bulk. So let's say, unlike yesterday, you're like, you know what, Tanya, I do have the time and the energy, and I would love to actually celebrate like for real, for real, with effort and time and all that. So okay, here's some things you can do. And this is according to theseasonalsoul.com. First, you can take a cleansing bath. Uh, Of course, we know this is something you can do with a lot of different rituals. But you can add in herbs associated with cleansing, such as chamomile. Ooh, they say cinnamon. No, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't put cinnamon in your baths. Oh, gosh. Why would they recommend that? And peppermint's a little iffy, too. Lavender, rosemary, that's fine. I don't know if I really trust this website now. Well, it's too late. Um, I mean, we just need to think for ourselves a little bit. Don't put cinnamon in your baths. Your, like, tender parts will catch on fire. That's all I'm saying. Now, you can do an emble candle ritual. So, this ritual was adapted from a ritual written by Patty Wingington. So, they say you need four tea candles and something to light them with. Light the first candle and say to yourself, Even though we're still in winter, there is new life stirring in the darkness. Light the second candle and say, I call on the light and the fire of the growing sun. I call on its power to spark new life deep in the dark. Light the third candle and say, Like fire, wisdom, inspiration, and new life will always grow, just like the first spring flowers stirring in the dark. Finally, light the last candle and say, I call on these flames to cleanse and purify me as I move into a time of new life coming a manifest fire of the hearth blaze of the sun fill me with your shining light. And of course, you can take a few minutes to meditate after that. Uh, Think about the sacred day, time, healing, inspiration, and purification. They also say that if you have something damaged that needs to be healed or you're feeling stagnant, you can visualize the light as a warm, enveloping energy that wraps itself around you, healing your ailments, igniting the spark of creativity, and purifying that which is damaged. I love that. If you're really into altars, you can uh, go ahead and set up your in-bulk altar. You can use herbs that we've talked about on Monday that are associated with in-bulk different symbols Uh, you can do a bridget effigy you could do corn dollies you can uh maybe write your plans for the year and put them on your altar like that's a really fun thing to do um it's also a decent time to do initiations so i usually think of initiations as almost like a summer solstice or like beltane sort of thing but this is also a great time, right? We're moving out of the darkness to awaken, so I think this is a really lovely symbolic time of year if you want to do any sort of initiations, even if it's just a uh, private solo kind of a self initiation uh there's a few things you can do uh with children as well to observe uh like we talked about before you could do things such as um. Planting indoor indoor seedlings, celebrate the hearth in the home as we're typically staying indoors. You can do crafts like a Bridget's cross, a Bridget crown. Uh, You can make candles uh, fun with them. You can make fire starters safely. I also think it's a really good time to do some house cleaning, right? We're stuck inside. If there was ever a time to do inside stuff, now's the time. So you could do a deep cleaning, do a spiritual cleanse, a physical cleanse, an energetic cleanse of your home. Maybe do some uh, decluttering. Maybe go from room to room and write down something that needs to be fixed or changed in each room, and then you can make that a part of your plan. You could do fire scrying right? So if you've always been kind of curious about scrying and using fire, I think this is a great time of year to do so. Having a candle indoors. Learn how to scry with flames. You can also do lithomancy, which is divination by stones. You essentially have crystals that you assign meanings to and you can divine with them. You could make your own kind of lithomancy mat where you have different sections mean different things, such as like areas of life, different parts of your world, and then where the stones fall in their meaning based off where they land on the mat could be divined. And I've, I've always really loved the idea of lithomancy. It's kind of one of those things I always want to really put energy into, but I just never have. It's also a great time for love magic, right? Again, we're indoors. We're all cuddled up with our loved ones. It's a great time to focus on healing relationships and creating strong bonds with each other. It's a great time to worship uh, deities if you do. Um, again, we're inside, right? Uh, you can celebrate Frabualia. You could do certain feastings that uh, work with in bulk. So that would be things such as breads, grains, onions, potatoes, dairy if you partake. And yeah. And it is the season of lubricalia which is all about the wolf. So maybe you could do some wolf sort of rituals if you're into that sort of thing. And it could be really fun. All right, witches. So we're actually wrapping up this episode of the Witch Daily Show. I want to give a shout out. Oh, no shout outs. We have no shout outs today. My bad. Next time. <laughs> but we do have a card pull. Do we have a card pull? Am I so out of it? No, we do have a card pull. All right, our card today is self-care from the Roast Iconic Oracle. You need some tenderness and nourishment ASAP. Self-care isn't all face masks and bubble baths. Get yourself some healthy boundaries. Stop poisoning your body and mind with bullshit and terrible relationships. Get some sleep and recharge your battery. All right, witches. That's all I have for you today. Don't forget any books, decks, headlines, sources... Anything we mentioned today can be found in the podcast episode description or witchpod.com. And we will talk again tomorrow. Bye.
0: Witches, we hope you have a wonderful day full of joy and gentleness and confidence.